Hi, I'm Stephanie Griffith. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm married to a fabulous musician. We have three kids, and life is crazy all the time. I believe that we all have limitless potential, and I am here to share my enthusiasm for life with you. Stick around for some quick motivation and inspiration to take on your busy life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Uncovering Your Limitless Potential. I am so excited to be back with you after a long summer break. I um, have just been doing life. We traveled for like a month over the summer. We went and visited family in Colorado and Utah, and I went with my husband to Vegas, and we drove thousands and thousands of miles all across the country, and It was amazing and the summer was incredible, but we are back and we're back in the swing of things. We're back with school, with our kids and getting into a new schedule. I've got all three of my kids in the same school right now for the next year. And so I am trying to maximize my time during the day. So I'm doing a couple different part-time jobs and so far it's going well, but as as with all things in life, it can be a little overwhelming at times, and so we're just getting into a good rhythm. But I'm so excited to be back with you. I have lots of ideas for upcoming episodes, and I've got some interviews set up that I'm going to get going here soon, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your feedback and getting to talk about more of the things that we can do to increase our potential and live to our greatest potential in our lives. So today... What I want to talk about for this episode is something that I think about a lot, um, and that is taking ownership of your own life. This quote from one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs just kept going through my head. You all know it. As soon as I say it, it's going to pop into your head, and it's going to be in your head for the rest of the day. (laughs) It's my life. It's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. I love those lines from that song. It's my life. Sometimes I think we're going to need to repeat that to ourselves over and over again because we tend to allow other people's opinions, perceived opinions, and other things that people might say or do affect the way that we look at our own existence. Now, we have to do that to a certain extent, but we're going to talk about ways that we can own our own existence. When we decide to take ownership of our own existence, it is very empowering We no longer need to look for approval from outside sources to make any decisions or any changes in our own life. So many people in Facebook groups that I belong to, um, they want other people's opinions about everything. And I know it can seem that way, even though I know it's thousands of different people that might be commenting, but I see it over and over and over again. I see patterns and I see things that people ask. And so often, especially as women, We want to know what other people think about a decision that we've made, and we want to hear other people's approval before we're willing to move forward on that decision. And it's not women. My husband does that too. He'll research a topic like crazy, and then he'll go to like the four people that he knows know the best about that situation or the most about that situation, and he'll ask them what their opinion of his decision is which I think is a good idea in some situations. It definitely can be helpful to go to people who know more than you. But, and advice is a good thing. We all need advice. We all need a village. We all need people around us. But so many times I see these questions over and over and over again. And I just wish sometimes that people would read their own posts out loud to themselves because I feel like you would realize what the answer is if you thought about it 
as if it was somebody else asking you what to do. Like someone will post, you know, I have a three-year-old, they, they've got this rash, like whatever it may be, like I don't know what to do about it, blah, 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 blah. And like they go through all of those things that they see and they're like, this is what I think I should do. What do you think? And then if it's like a mom's group that I'm in, you know, 50 people will comment what they think. But I'm like, ultimately, you're just going to end up doing what you think is best anyway. And most of the time, you know, even what other people think, they all might be wrong and they don't know anything other than what you've told them. So like ultimately, the ownership of the decision is yours and you can't blame anybody else for the consequences of the action that you choose to take if you just asked a bunch of people on the internet what they thought and then went off of that. So like we need to learn to take ownership of our own situation. I think it's a little bit of a big deal to let other people's opinions, especially other people's online opinions, rule your life or paralyze you in any way. The people that are close to you, your inner five to eight people that we've talked about before in other episodes, the five to eight people that you keep the closest to you in your life, they will have the most impact on who you are as a person. And those people's opinions matter more than strangers on the internet or people that are only going off of one post or one thing and might not even know you fully or have, probably don't know you fully actually, or have your best interests in mind or in in heart. Those people, your five to eight inner people, they still should not be able to rule your life either. You are the person who has to live with your decisions and you are the one with most of the information, if not all of the information in a situation. That is you. Other people's opinions of like of you and your life, that doesn't necessarily have to have an effect on the way that you carry out your decisions. And you're the one who's going to have to live with the consequences more than anybody else. So the definition of ownership is the act, state, or right of possessing something. So ownership is an action. You have to do something to have ownership. So when you own your own life, you are taking an action. The act, state, or right of possessing something. It is your right to own your own life. You can live in a constant state of ownership of your being and your story, but you have to act. It's the act of possessing. Once you act on your ability to own your own life, you will be living in that state of ownership. This provides the empowerment you need to be confident in your choices. The right of possession of your life is yours. Don't give it to anyone else. There's a scene from one of my favorite movies. It's called The Holiday. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's really worth your time. It's not a typical romantic comedy, although there is that aspect of it. But it's even one that my husband enjoys watching with me as well because there's more to it than that. But one of my favorite parts is when there's an older gentleman who used to be in, he worked in Hollywood for years and he was a writer. He's talking to Kate Winslet's character. Her name is Iris. And he's talking to her about her life. And she's been living for years in her life in a state of sadness, depression, frustration. She's living fantasy. She's not, she's, she's fantasizing about the way she wants her life to be, but what she's actually doing in her life is causing her to be severely depressed. And he tells her, um, you know, in Hollywood, we have the leading lady and we have the best friend. The best friend is always there to support the leading lady, to help her move through all of her 
you know, trials and tribulations and be a support to her. But he's like, you know, you're, I, I can tell that you are a leading lady, but you're acting like a best friend. And she says to him, you're right. You're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life, for goodness sake. And I love that. You are supposed to be the leading lady of your own life or gentleman, whoever you might be. You are supposed to be the leader of your own life. And when you think about that, like a leader is someone who takes action and is a good example. Those qualities of leading and possessing and owning and empowering. When you allow other people's perceived opinions and expectations of you to have control over your life, you are relinquishing that ownership to others. Most of the time, they won't even know that you have given them ownership because it's not something you tell people. It's just something that you allow within your own head, within your own perceived view of the world. Perception is such a loaded word, and we talk about it a lot, and I hear about it a lot, and I think about it a lot because our perception shapes our entire existence. So many times we make up a story about what we think other people are thinking about us, how we feel other people are judging us. Brene Brown tells, <laughs> calls it telling the story that you're telling yourself. Like she'll say when she's even fighting with her husband, um, she'll, she'll say, we well, they get into a, a fight about something and she'll say to him, you know, the story I'm telling myself is this. And he'll say, the story I'm telling myself is this. And when you realize what the other person is saying and that it is so off base from what you actually are trying to portray or trying to say, our perceptions are so, they're so weird. They're just, they're so skewed from what actually is true most of the time. A lot of times our perception is based on some real situations or stereotypes that we have seen, but often, even if someone is thinking something about you, they move on pretty quickly to think about themselves. We all tend to think more about ourselves than about anybody else, like ourselves and our life and our situations than we think about anybody else. We all have a lot on our plate, and it takes most of our time just to handle our own life. This also should give us a little empathy when you realize that something you say or do in an offhand way may actually sting more or be ruminated on by the person you are talking to more than you know. So being mindful and aware of the words we say to others is always a good idea. I remember once when I was a kid, um, there was a woman who came to my mom once and we were, I think we were at church and I saw her pull my mom aside into a little side room and I saw them talk for a while and I, I didn't hear what they said, but I could tell that it was a pretty serious conversation. And afterwards I asked my mom, you know, what, what did she, what did she say to you? What were you guys talking about? And she said, oh, she said, well, apparently I said something um, like a couple of months ago, like in a class or something that they were in at church at the same time. And it felt like it was a personal attack to this woman on her and her family. And she had thought about it so long and it had affected her so much that she decided to come very kindly, not in a mean or vindictive way. But she came to my mom and she told her, you know, you said this and I felt it and I felt like it was pointed at me and I felt like it was, you know, intentional and it really has hurt my feelings. And my mom, honestly, I think she said she couldn't even remember saying 
what this lady had said that she said. I know that's a little confusing, but she couldn't even remember saying it, let alone she had not intended whatsoever for it to be taken personally, and it was not pointed personally at this woman. And I I remember my mom saying that she was so glad that this woman had come to her and approached her and said, you know, this has bothered me for some time and I just wanted to talk to you about it because they were able to clear the air and they were able to, like my mom was able to say, well, I apologize. You know, that is not what my intention was. And I definitely was not meaning to point at you or, or anything like that. And the lady was very relieved to hear that because she had heard something that my mom said and she thought it was about her. But so often things are not as much about us as we think that they are. And I don't mean to say that our existence is not important because that's not true either. It's just that we tend to like take one little tiny thing and hold on to it and blow it up and make it into a huge deal. And we fill the space. I I talk about this with my friends all the time. When somebody, you know, when somebody texts you, And um, or when you text somebody and it's a question or it's something that you're asking as a favor or whatever it might be. And the worst is when you see the little three dots and it looks like some that they're typing a response and then the dots disappear and then they don't respond. And all you can think is, oh, my gosh, what did I do? Did I did I say something wrong? Was this out of line? Are they mad at me like I must be a horrible person. What is going on? Like you just run through this whole scenario in your head. When I've been there where I've started to answer a text and then like one of my kids says something to me and it distracts me completely. And so then I move on. And then even sometimes you think you sent the response and you didn't actually hit the send button. And then later you come back to it and you're like, oh, geez, I thought I answered that question or whatever it might be, but 100%, it's not ever, at least for me, it's almost not ever me intentionally trying to ignore somebody else because I'm angry about something. It's almost always because it's my situation in front of me that's distracting me or that's forcing me to think about something else at that moment. And it's it has nothing to do with that other person. Yet, I do it so often when even my best friend, I'll text her something and if she doesn't respond right away, I'll be like, ooh, what's wrong? Do I need to call her? Do I need to check on her? What's going on? But the thing is, is she almost never responds right away because she has four children. And so it just almost never is a thing she's able to do. And I don't respond right away to texts either. And then you'll respond in your head or whatever it might be. But the point is, is that it's almost never what you think it is. It's almost never somebody intentionally ignoring you. It's almost never somebody thinking bad thoughts about you, and it's almost never, ever the story that you're actually telling yourself inside your own head. So it's a good practice to remember that most people are dealing with their own stuff, and they're not purposefully trying to make us feel inadequate or us feel bad about ourselves. The world and the way we perceive the world are two very different things. The story we tell ourselves about the world, the things that we think about the world, are our own things. The truth and the way we perceive the truth are also two very different things. We perceive information and process information based on how we're feeling at that time and based on our own personal experiences. If I'm watching the news and as a mother with young daughters, 
If I'm watching the news or reading an article and I hear about somebody whose child has been abducted, that affects me so much. It causes my anxiety to spike. It causes me to have nightmares, putting myself into the situation that that family is in. It causes me to go to all kinds of situations in my head really quickly about my family being in a similar position. And that's because I have young daughters and I just worry about their safety and their welfare. Someone who doesn't have children might read that story and think, oh, that's so sad. And then they move on with their day. Like they would acknowledge that sadness and they would just be able to move forward without it haunting their dreams, you know. I think it just depends on what we are experiencing in our lives at the time. We can even remember things that have happened back in the past differently based on what our our current emotions are. It's really fascinating, actually. There's a show on Netflix right now called The Mind Explained, and I've watched a couple episodes of it, and one of them is about memory, and it's really interesting to watch how our brain, to think about how our brain processes memories and how we actually could be 100% sure that something is a certain way but when you actually go back and look at the facts, you see that it's, it's different. But our brain has held on to pieces of that memory based on what we were experiencing then and what we are experiencing now in our lives. It's fascinating. So our perception of even the truth, even true things that have happened to ourselves, is actually different from what the actual truth is at times. It's, it's really interesting to think about. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves might actually not be completely true. But then does that really matter? Like our perception is what matters. And so that's why we have to acknowledge that it can change and that it's different based on different times in our lives and different things. Other people's opinions and the way we perceive other people's opinions are two different things. A lot of times we tend to think somebody is thinking certain things about us and those things tend to coincide with our own insecurities when like someone might be looking at me and thinking, oh my gosh, she looks so cute today. I love her dress. But if I'm not feeling confident in that dress, all I think about all day is how everyone must be looking at me and thinking that I look ridiculous in the, in the dress. And if you're a woman, I know you've been in that situation at some point in your life. And I'm sure that men have too. They just might not talk about it as much. But it's interesting because it's like, I'll feel like, oh my gosh, I was so rushed to get ready for, you know, whatever I'm going to with my kids. We're late and I get where we're going and my hair's, I curled my hair because I was running really late and that's actually an easy thing for me to do pretty quickly. And then I'll have 10 people be like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so awesome. I love it when it's curled. And all I can think is, I did this in like five minutes because that was the fastest thing I could think of to do to make my hair look semi-decent. That doesn't change the fact that they still like it and it looks good. But in my head, I'm like, oh, geez, like I just write off their compliment because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is nothing. Like I was just in a hurry instead of stopping and saying, well, thank you. That's really nice of you. And like taking that moment to accept it. But other people's opinions and our perception of their opinions are two different things. As Rachel Hollis says, which is one of our quotes of the day, other people's opinions of you are none of your business. (laughs) I love that. I love that quote. 
because we create our environment inside our head. Like we can have outside sources that affect our environment and our life by, you know, I like a clean space. It helps me to feel relaxed and refreshed. But um, I can also give my mind a clean space. And if there's a little bit of clutter all around me, I can learn to let that go if my mind feels healthy and clean. And so I think that the main point is that our lives are what we perceive around us and the way that we look at the world. And when we learn that those things are different, that the truth and the way we perceive the truth might be two different things, it helps us to take ownership of our decisions and our own life. Like your position is your position. Nobody else has been through exactly what you have been through. Nobody else knows exactly how you feel about things. Nobody else has the same perception of your life than you have. And nobody else is going to care about your dreams or your life as much as you do. And so why on earth would you let other people have their opinions matter in your existence more than yours? So you, and I tell this to my daughters all the time, you and the people that are closest to you, their opinions matter the most to who you are. And I also believe that God's opinion of you matters. If you believe in God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, the divine energy that we all come from that ties us all together as human beings, that gives us our inherent worth. And you can take ownership of your own existence. But I think it takes practice in acknowledging that the way we perceive our life and our existence is not necessarily always the truth. And the portion of you that knows that that's the case is who you are. When you can acknowledge that like these bad thoughts in my head, these frustrations, this voice in my head that keeps telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not a good enough parent, that I'm not making the right decisions, that I'm not pushing myself hard enough, that I'm not good enough, that I'm just doing all these things wrong. That voice is not you. That is outside sources that translate into a voice inside your head that you are giving space for. So we have to learn not to allow space for those thoughts. And if they're there, we have to acknowledge them and say, "Okay, you're here. You're here with me. You're you're trying to pull me down to make me feel inadequate. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you that right here in the center of my mind, of my existence, of my perception of my life is my self. And I am taking ownership of that center space, the center space of who you are. When you accept and take ownership of who that is, you are able to let the swirling voices of chaos all around you, which are your own voices and their other people's voices and their social media voices and their television voices, books, news, radio, movies, whatever it is, whatever you consume, those voices are swirling all around you. But if you center yourself and take ownership of who you are at your core, then you will have control over your life. You will have the act, the state, and the ownership of your own being. What was it? Yeah, the right. The act, the state, or the right of possessing your own life. I have a quote from Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Be the kind of woman or person, but that goes without saying. 
Be the kind of woman who believes that she is capable of doing amazing things in this world. Be the kind of woman whose own dreams make her nervous and then go ahead and do them anyway. Be the kind of woman who never asks permission to be herself. I know that you yourself have a place to fit into this world. We all fit together like a huge divine puzzle and you have a very special piece of it. You have to learn to accept and take ownership of your own piece in the puzzle because I know that it's important. No matter what you do, no matter what is important to you, if it is your life and it is important to you, then it matters. So don't forget that. No matter what state or season you're in right now, your portion of your piece of the puzzle is important right now. I believe in you and I think that you can do amazing things with your own life and that looks different for everybody. So what I'm doing is different than what my friends are doing, what my sisters are doing, what my mom is doing, what my dad is doing, what my husband's doing. It is different and that makes it incredible because our pieces weave together like an amazing spider web, like a puzzle, however you want to visualize it. It all can come together and it doesn't have to be perfect in order to come together. That's the amazing thing about the divine, about the universe, is that we can all fit together perfectly in our divine pieces if we take ownership of our own life and if you work hard and you're doing your very best. And I just want you to know that I believe in you. And thank you so much for being here. And I'm looking forward to future episodes as well. And please come to my Instagram, which is UYLP with Stephanie um, on Instagram. I would love to have your opinion on more ideas. And I'd love to have your interaction on some of my posts. I post a couple times a week. And I just am wanting to create a positive space where we all can encourage each other to be our best selves. So thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so happy to have you here with me. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, please subscribe and leave a comment so we can work together in uncovering our full potential. 